Hi, Natalie. Hi, Chloe. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. This is so exciting. Yes. Tell me about you. Tell me about CORE. Oh, gosh. I guess I'll start with me. I did my first transformational workshop in 2008, 2009. And then it was just like, game over and game on at the same time. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to work my corporate job anymore. And I want to follow my heart. And what am I doing in this relationship? It doesn't, it's not working for me. This isn't actually what I want. And so it blew up my life and moved and I turned 30 and I just like, I'm going to the Bay area. I'm, I want to live my life on my own terms. Finally, it felt like I was tired of <laughs> doing everything for everyone else and for what society says you're supposed to do and be successful. I moved to the Bay area in Northern California. I'm here right now in Alameda. I've, but from when I moved, so I'm 42 now. When I moved, I was 30. And so it's been 12 years of going back and forth and traveling again and did a three years of nomading and done a lot of searching and really wanting to make sure I experience a lot of things. And, and then I went to the coaching world, like around 30. I started coaching. I did a training program and that was a wild ride because <laughs> it's constantly asking you, like, what do you want? And what's your big vision? And what do you want to achieve in your life? And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I've never asked this question so much. And so you're both learning coaching and also getting coached. You're working on yourself and working on your life. And that started that crazy path that I never would have anticipated when I was going to business school at USC in LA. <laughs> and I had just been thinking about doing my MBA before that too. I was like, I'm going to do an MBA and I'm going to get into nonprofit management. And that just felt like my path. But I just heard that voice that was like, don't do that. You're going to have like $100,000 in debt. And what nonprofit are you going to work at that's going to have you pay that off in before you die. And so I feel like life kept putting me in a path. And for the most part, I've said yes. And I probably kicked and screamed a couple of times, but it's been cool. And so from that, from my coach training, one of the guys that I went through the program with started working at CORE. Like he actually went and did the trainings first and loved it so much. He went back and assisted a couple of times because it was, and he was blown away. Like it's a men's workshop that like women lead and women staff. He was just so, what is this thing? And enamored by it and really believed in it. And he started working for them. He was like their first employee. Um, Can I pause you for a second? Yeah. Can you mm -hmm. explain what coaching is for people who are listening and don't know the background? Yeah. Oh, sure. Definitely. So coaching different than therapy, where therapy is supporting someone in looking at their life and looking back into their past and helping them heal some of those things in the past that might be preventing them from being fully present in their life right now. So you're looking at your familial relationships, so you can really show up present, whole, available. Coaching takes you from where you are now in the present moment and to where you want to go. So it's much more future oriented. What are your goals? What are your visions? What are your dreams? What's the project you want to accomplish? And a coach's job is to help you get clear on those visions and then help you come up with a game plan and then support you in achieving that. So whether it's addressing any blocks that might come up or coming up with more effective ways to do it. And so you're both in the inquiry around what you want and what's in the way, but you're also in action. I love this term in coaching. It's all about deepening the learning because every opportunity, every bump, every challenge is an opportunity to learn about yourself, about 
your patterns, about your desires, about your roadblocks. And then it's an opportunity to forward the action because our goal is to get you to your North Star endpoint goals. And so there might be overlap with therapy and coaching in that place of being present. And we might dip back into the past a little bit as coaches. And of course, therapists dip into the future, but that's a distinction. And coaching really started the corporate world where it was like executive coaches helping CEOs and businesses do better, be better, achieve their goals. And I don't know, I would say about the 90s is when it's shifting into, it switched from executive coaching to personal coaching to life coaching. And then it was like, oh, wait, but we could get coaching too, like in our day-to-day lives and try and grow and evolve and develop and achieve these aspirations. And so coach's job is to help you do that in different techniques, but coaches are developers, similar to sports. Like we're helping you achieve your goals and have wins in your life. So you did a weekend of this. When I did coach training, the actual training program is five weekend courses to actually learn the tools and the techniques of coaching. So you learn about communication, you learn how to ask powerful questions, you learn how to intuit things and speak those intuitions out. You learn how to design this relationship with your client and how to really help them powerfully be set up to win, anticipate roadblocks and So it's both the tactical parts of coaching that you learn, but it's also that intuitive part too, and that part that naturally wants to serve people and help people and how to really refine those relational skills in addition to the tactical parts of coaching. And so we did a five-month program, and then we also, my cohort, some of us, we did a six-month certification program too, which is an intensive online every week. You're working on your coaching, getting hours, getting certified So yeah, it was a year-long coaching program that I did that really shifted things for me. And so when my friend did this other workshop, Thursday through Sunday workshop called Nobleman that you talked to Kareem about, that's the same workshop he was mentioning in your other podcasts that you had. And that was the one that my friend Aaron had participated in and, and told me about and then finally invited me to one of their workshops. And it was just like, like powerful. Like I've never experienced something like this where they're so integrated, where they really do look at all of it. There's very much a psychological component to it and all of the theories around identity and fragmentation. And then there's this very deep somatic part where they're doing work around body and how we relate to the world through our bodies and what happens when you experience pain and trauma. And then they have this beautiful heart integration of really getting curious about them and honoring them and seeing the wisdom in your feelings too. And they also even include the part of whatever your spirituality is that gets to be included too. You don't need to exclude that part in your journey and in your transformation as well. You just get to call in your version of that. And so it was honestly, Chloe, like the first time and experienced a workshop where they brought all parts of humanity and you as a person and it's about reclaiming all those parts and that's what helps you be a more whole present available person in your life with your friends with your jobs with situations and just left such an impression on me it's going to be six years I think from when I first did my workshop with them this summer and so I dove in with them and did everything they offered. (laughs) And then I started working for them about a year and a half ago as our community engagement manager. 
I just love the work so much. I love what they do. I love the depth of it, the healing, the community. And I still coach and I still, I write, I consult like business consulting, but I've just, I love their work so much. And I also run their uh, foundation. They started a foundation also about two years ago, two and a half years ago, the foundation piece of core. Beep, beep. Hi friends. We are brought to you by Earth Tonic Skincare, an all organic facial product line, handmade in Ojai, California. Our beloved higher states community will get $15 off any purchase over 75. In addition, 50 trees will be planted along with your purchase via treesforthefuture.org, a nonprofit dedicated to planting trees and growing food forests to empower communities damaged by monocrop farming. They use regenerative farming practices to bring nutrients back to the soil, restoring the earth and providing a diverse food source and livelihood to farmers around the world. My personal favorites from Earth Tonics are the Botanical Toning Mist and the Immortel Mushroom Milk Serum. If you're into scents and essential oils, these products are so pure and luxurious, it will leave your skin feeling hydrated, dewy, buoyant, and delicious. All products are made with love and intention for you to be more gentle and kind to yourself while you're looking in the mirror putting these products on your skin. Enter Higher States, all one word in capital letters, at checkout to receive your discount www.earthtonicskincare.com. That's www.earthtonics with an S, skincare.com. Have you heard of Brave? Brave is a fast, privacy preserving browser that feels like Google Chrome, but without the ads and the various kinds of tracking that ads come with. I was using Chrome before for its minimal and uncluttered interface, but Brave has made it so easy to import bookmarks and extensions over that with its extra privacy feature, I'm a newfound fan. The Brave browser is free and available on all platforms and is actively used by more than 20 million people around the world. Speedwise, it feels more responsive and also feels private and secure. Try it out at brave.com. If you enjoy these episodes and you find that it adds value to your life, please consider supporting the podcast through Patreon www.patreon.com slash higher states. Connect with me on Instagram at higher states with two S's at the end. Why two S's at the end, you ask? Well, someone out there is keeping the one with one S hostage and has not responded to my DMs. So if you're out there, please let me have it. Last time I checked, it didn't even seem like you use it. Okay, okay, I digress. Now back to our show. Can you describe CORE and what it is and what it offers for people who don't know? Yeah, so CORE does work that combines ancient wisdoms and processes and tradition. Again, that's very integrated too. We're not like we're reinventing the wheel. There's all these beautiful processes and things that have been used throughout time that we integrate in, but we also use cutting edge science and neuroscience and bringing a space where you can do this deeper work so that if there is any area of your life where you feel stuck or you feel unsure, or you feel something's missing or coming into your full expression as yourself and what you want in this life. And, and CORE has these weekend workshops. And we also created immersion workshop, two-day virtual workshops because we used to only do it in person. So until COVID hit, we were a fully in-person we do in-person experiential workshops organization and then COVID hit and we're like, oh shit. 
time to pivot. <laughs> and we were able to create these virtual versions, online versions, two-day workshops to help you get some of the processes of three selves, which is a cool concept where you look at every person comes in healthy and like a baby. You just come in, you're not imprinted yet, you're whole, you're open, you're healthy, you're your open channel. And then usually something will happen that causes some kind of a pain or a hurt or a insecurity and a wound starts. And then we become, there's this wounded part of us that is just in pain and doesn't know what to do with that pain. And so then this third part of us then is born, which is our survivor part. And its sole purpose is to just protect the wounded little one from feeling pain. And we create this survivor very young and its strategies to keep us from feeling anything hard or harsh or negative. And that's who we associate with most of the time. It's part of us that we created to protect us and keep us safe. And it's gotten really good and it gets very sophisticated in the strategies and it's beautiful and there's a purpose for it. But we usually identify so much with that part and not that healthy part that can hold everything. And, and now we're older, we can be with those things. It's not the same as a three-year-old getting hurt as a, like, let's say a 30-year-old getting hurt. We can manage these things, but these strategies are usually outdated. And so a lot of this work in this workshop is getting you current, getting you to heal those wounded parts, having you realize what your strategies are, having you find out ways to really access that healthy part more often that will allow you to have a more compassionate, objective way to act around things and react to things or respond to things versus reacting, which we usually do when we're hurt or wounded one is just, I'm hurt. F you. And just like the way that we can get reactive there or the survivor that's going to be guarded and going to mistrust or do certain things to control situations. And so that's one example, like that's one tool. It actually came from Franz Rupert and it's called the fragmentation of the three selves. And so that's one tool we use and one of lots that we use to just help people really get curious about what's happening, get tender around the parts that have caused these hurts and these blocks and, and really working on the emotional intelligence and also the body intelligence because our bodies are so wise, but we're usually so disconnected from them that we don't really trust our bodies and we don't trust our intuition and we don't trust our feelings and our heart. We're just so over-identified. Like the brain is like the mass, the supreme value of a human when it's just, that's just one part. We're made of lots of parts as a person. And CORE really helps you bring those parts together. Are the majority of the people that come to CORE, are they people who have experienced trauma and are looking for healing? Or are there different types of people who come? No. And when I say trauma, anything painful. That's the other thing. A lot of times we look at trauma as this big acute trauma, something severe and acute that's happened. But in my definition of trauma and a lot of psychologists' definition of trauma, it's Anytime you had something traumatic happen, anything that like, and, and something traumatic might be, I was a little kid and I fell and I got hurt and I came home and I wanted mom to support me. And she was like, I'm busy and just did this thing. And that to a kid is traumatic of I'm hurting, I'm in pain. And my mom just told, just shunned me in a way and the way we can interpret that. And so it's just these places where we feel pain and don't know what to do with it. And it feels like it hurts, like it really hurts. And 
So no, most of the people that come to court, it's either someone mentioned to them, there's this cool workshop that I got a lot out of and learned a lot and feel much more like myself and confident and clear, or they're looking for something. Something does feel like it's missing or something's stuck or something isn't working. Like it just, like this frustration or like resentment. Because most of us don't know what's happening. It's just, we know that we don't feel good or it doesn't feel right or something's not working. And that's what usually has them come because we're just like, I just know something's not working and I don't like it. And I need to, and I finally need to just do something about it. And so let me go inquire into what's here and, and hopefully have people guide me to find what the block is to really face it, feel it. And then I can actually let it go. Cause that's usually what's running the show. It's these wounds and these feelings, but we don't look into that. We're just dealing with the symptoms. We're just dealing with the frustration, resentment of like, why is my boss being such an asshole? And it's you're actually feeling underappreciated and sad and lonely. And there was probably a time you felt like that when you were a kid. And so you're just looking at your boss, like the high school bully. And instead of coming at your boss, like an adult that's respectful and just like, Hey, can I talk to you about that? Like when he said this, I felt this and is there a way we can communicate differently? That's a different way to respond to something. But usually we're like that little kid version on the school playground that got bullied and is just like either feeling like a victim and just is scared and doesn't want to be penalized or is going to lash out and try and protect itself and is like lashing out at people that aren't really doing that. But it just, it feels like that. It feels so familiar of being guys being a dick. I'm going to put him in his place so he doesn't bully anyone ever again. And part of that's healthy. And part of that is just like your response from when that happened, when it still like lives in you, it lives in your body still, it lives in your heart, it lives in your psyche. You have this belief that people that speak loud or bullies or just like these ways that we can even like make up stories about it. And this is the work. The work is to tease some of that apart and find, identify these places that it's like, oh my gosh, that's my wound talking right now. Or, oh shit, my strategy, my survivor self is really what's running the show right now. And it's just, get out of the way, I'm in charge. And our job is to notice that, help calm them down and comfort them and, and then allow our, the healthy part to stand up and integrate them. And But the healthy ones driving the car versus the wounded one driving or the survivor driving, which is what normally happens with us, with people. Core teaches people how to look at themselves and gives them a framework in which, so they can see yes. truly of where their reactions and actions are coming from that are causing a ricochet effect that might be coming mm -hmm. from a childhood issue. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful explanation, Chloe. <laughs> yeah, no, it is like, that's, that is the stripped down version, you know, of unless we are mindful, that's why everyone talks about mindfulness. Like, even though it's a buzzword in some ways, it's become this throw around term for personal development, but really mindfulness, like at the heart of it is just pay attention, right? Take a step back, slow down a little bit. Don't be so reactive. Just be more curious about what's happening to you so that you can respond from a more like connected, integrated, healthy, compassionate place versus respond reacting from that hot, 
angry and not that the feelings are good or bad either, but just giving yourself even a space to feel the feelings so that you don't then just throw the feelings back at the person. You're just being with them. You're feeling them. And then you can come back and be like, okay, so when this happened, and we also will teach a lot about nonviolent communication. So it is, we teach a lot of tools. In some ways I used to think about it like life skills. We teach life skills around how to communicate in a way that's clear and healthy and direct and concise and compassionate and how to be with yourselves when you do get triggered or when something happens that's stressful. How do you be with it in a healthier way as opposed to the way we normally handle things? We numb out, we get depressed. We It's because we never learned these things. We never really learned how to have healthy interactions with people and healthy interactions with challenging situations and or what do you do when you're doubting yourself and you're the path you're on what do you do then what's a healthy way to be with that doubt and confusion and frustration so i really do look at quarters work like that too it's you're learning these new things but you're also embodying it because our work is very experiential even in the online work you're letting that stuff sink in I love the term of like, there's an elevator and we're just like elevator down, bring yourself out of your head, get into your heart and your body, especially your body and learn these things on a very somatic tactical plane versus just the concepts. Like you're practicing these things. So it's going to become more of a habit, like anything, like if you practice it more and more, it becomes a habit and we're big on integration. We're big on how do you bring this into your life? not just like this cool stuff you learned at a workshop. This is about your life and your relationships and feeling vital and fulfilled and happy and generous and connected. I think that's what we all want. We just don't know how to get it most of the time. So would you say that it's all age groups that attend or is there a bracket? Yeah. No, actually we've had people anywhere from our kind of adult workshops. We'll have folks from 19, 20, all the way to 70 something. And when they were in person and it was like all physical abilities, like we've had people wheelchairs do our workshops and it's an embodied workshop. There is a space of, it is one of the few places that I feel like it is a workshop for everyone in the sense that everyone as a human gets to learn these things. And then we started, our foundation has started doing teen work too. So now we're looking at teens ages 13, 14 to 18, so that we can start bringing some of this stuff to our younger, our younger humans, (laughs) fellow, yeah, fellow loves. And so it is this place of, yeah, really wanting it to be something that is accessible. And So we already felt like that and we created the foundation to do that even more of creating scholarships. So people of different age brackets or income brackets or even socioeconomic brackets or racial backgrounds can have access to the work because that's the other thing. Traditionally, the personal development space is predominantly white. And how do we shift that? Why shouldn't everyone have access to this work? Again, this is life skills, like basic human life skills. And how do we, especially some of these groups have suffered a lot of severe trauma and how do we just support them, give them tools, emotional resiliency tools and ways to be with that and heal it and come back into a more healthy, whole integrated place. Yeah. 
it really is for everyone. And and we have different workshops that are gendered. We're actually in the works looking at how can we, because when it first started, it was a women's workshop, only women, and then a men's workshop. And that's on working on your relationship with women. And then we have a women's workshop where you re- work on your relationship with men. So traditionally, it's been more of a gendered workshop. And so even that, we're looking at like, how do we innovate that to even include gender neutral folks in our LGBTQIA community. And we're not set up for that now, but we're so inclusive in that, like we've had gay men come to our men's workshop that you do your work on relationship with women, because whether you're gay or a straight man, like you still are interacting with women. So what is that relationship? And you had a mom and how do you deal with that relationship? And yeah, it's morphing, it's evolving. And we're trying to make it be even more of a, an inclusive all access space. Is the intro Saturday, Sunday weekend workshop for someone who's never done it before? Is that how they would enter in? Yeah. So we have two intro workshops at this point. We have our intro immersion online weekend. So those are two days. So those are just all day Saturday, all day Sunday, like 930 to 530 Pacific. So we have those for a women's immersion and a men's immersion. So those are weekend online workshops every few months. And then our in-person workshops are Thursday afternoon to Sunday at two o'clock. So those are more extended, more like a retreat where you're going away somewhere. The hope is go offline for the weekend, get off the grid and just be there for from Thursday to Sunday and really immerse like in that way. And what does that look like? Is it all day different experiential exercises that one would do? Yeah. So the both, even with the online ones there, it's a series of processes that we have folks do that are attending that really build on each other and take you on a journey right over the weekend. So whether it's from Thursday to Sunday or whether it's Saturday morning to Sunday night, it's a series of exercises and experiences and opportunities to journal and reflect or do shares with someone and and get deeper into a question and so it combines multiple things like there's group shares or individual shares there's opportunities for coaching like our facilitators and coaches will support around specific issues that might be coming up so there's personalized support there's more group support there's also in our in-person there's staff and assistants that you would probably do some of these exercises with. And so it really is curated and cultivated for you to be able to deepen in to those places that you might have those, again, wounds and securities to really look at them, be with them, heal them, and then help you come out into a more integrated place. And what is your next step? And what is the plan? And how do you take this out into your life? And at our in-person ones, we also have rites of passage pieces. And that's an opportunity for you to look at, really look at something that's a big resistance in your life. Is it fear? Is it shame? Is it what's holding you back really in your life and really expressing it? And then it's a very embodied process where you can be with that, look at that, feel that, release that. And then what are you stepping into? What are you wanting for yourself? If shame wasn't there anymore, what would be available to you? Is it freedom? Is it purpose? Is it love? And then really claiming that saying, this is what you are wanting to now bring in, helping people get clear on those things and then supporting them in 
how do I really live this now? If I want love, I live love. I just really operate from that place now versus my shame that I was living from and operating from before. Cause I'm just going to get more shame if I do that versus if I want love and I want to be love and live love, then I need to cultivate that. And so it's, yeah, it's this beautiful way of with lots of gentleness. So a little bit of a background too. So of course started by women. So there's very much a feminine soft component to it that is different from a lot of other personal development work that's very structured and do and action oriented. And a lot of this is more of just, just be with what's here, like a mom with a kid, like what's happening, honey. And lots of compassion, lots of curiosity. You're just looking at these things and allowing just the being with it to be the thing that helps release it sometimes just paying attention to it might be the thing that helps release it because we don't pay attention. Normally we just push it aside and hide it and try and, because we're like, oh, I don't want anyone to see the thing about me, or I don't like when I feel like this, or I don't like that about myself. Like we judge all these things about what's happened to me and what I did. And it's just, what if you just loved all of that and just forgave yourself and forgave people and really look at how to just be with and heal the wound instead of judging it and being critical of it, that's actually what's probably going to help heal it. But the more we're attacking ourselves and judging and criticizing, it's that's not really a great healing ground for things usually. Yeah, I have a few women that I'd like to send to the core workshops. <laughs> I feel like it'll really help them. Yeah, it's amazing. And we've had, honestly, Chloe, and that's the other cool part too, when you were like, does anyone go, I've been to so many where it's like the first time someone's done a workshop before. And so at first they're just like, what is going on? And by the end of it, they're like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever experienced in my life <laughs> because they just have never had that chance. They've never had the experience. And especially to be around women that aren't judging each other, cutting each other down, being catty. We're just there like, look, we're all here to heal and we're all here to help each other heal. Let's create a world where women actually are really supportive of each other and not trying to compete and judge and criticize. And because that's just coming because we're insecure. That's that place too of just owning. We all do that because we all feel insecure. And we think if we like cut someone else down, like it's going to make us feel better or something, or we're competing for the dominant subgroups approval. We do that a lot for men where women are competing with each other because we want to get men's attention and their approval or their whatever permission. And it's, you don't have to do that. None of us have to do that. <laughs> and so just creating the space of a new way of relating all the way around across the board, women with women, with men, with men, with women, gender neutral, we can relate, relate differently. We just ne have never known how. So we're just going to keep doing the same thing we always do. Definition of insanity and just create the same result. And then we're like, why is nothing different? <laughs> That's because we're not doing different. We're not healing those wounds that have us keep doing the same thing out of trauma and fear and pain and insecurity. That's why. That's awesome. That's great that you're doing this for people. <laughs> It's I'm sure it opens the door for a lot of them. It's the first time where they're actually yes. able to get real. Oh my gosh. That is exactly the feedback that most people give. It's like, this is the first time I've had to just be real, be myself, say the things, say how I feel, 
say the scary thing, say the good, like easy thing and no judgment. It's a little bit of a cliche, but we're like, all is welcome here, but it really is. We don't want you to hide any parts of yourself. That's what you do all day long out there. You're just hiding. You're just like men and women. It doesn't matter who you are. You're a human being. You're doing it. You are trying to dim or hide some part of yourself or parts of yourself because you don't think it's safe. You don't think people are going to like it. You're afraid to be kicked out of your community. Just like all these ways that we're so afraid to just be ourselves is what we can work on to not be so affected by that, not be so driven by these fears around full expression. And we can actually just be ourselves. So it is, it's a really real space. It's, it's not a comfortable space because it's growth (laughs) and growth isn't comfortable a lot of times, but it's, it's expansive. You're going to change. Something is different on the other side. We also use the analogy sometimes like childbirth is painful, but you're birthing a baby. It's worth it. And once the baby's here, you're just like, oh, it's so so worth it. All those contractions, all those craving, crazy cravings I had, all the back pain I experienced. You're like, oh my gosh, this is worth it. Here's this beautiful life now. And it's the same thing for us when we grow and evolve. It's spiritual childbirth. We talk about at court. You're growing yourself, growing pains, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Growing pains aren't a bad thing. They're just pointing in the direction of growth. And as long as you don't get into a place of overwhelm around it, or like you're flooding your system, or you're going past what feels okay for you, aligned in an integrity for you, or your system, but otherwise, yeah, so it's not going to be comfortable, (laughs) but it's going to be worth it the growth that comes from the other side is worth it. Yeah, that's a big point right there of what you just said of pain and suffering and not being comfortable because that's such a big part of life that everyone needs to endure for either character or like you said, growth or evolution into the next stage. And that's something that's really not taught in our culture. If anyone feels anything, they think it's this, awful cataclysmic event when really maybe they're just feeling for the first time. I used to teach yoga and people would freak out when they felt their body and they would say, oh my God, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. And I'd have to ask them, are you in pain? Do you feel like your bones are going to snap? Are you dying? Or do you just feel something? And 9.9 times out of 10, they would say, oh, I just feel something. So incredible. I think incredible. Think about that, Chloe. Like, how disconnected are we from our feelings and our body? That's the part where I'm just like, that's not okay. This is just not okay. How disconnected people are from their bodies and their feelings. Like, we're not robots. That's, I think that's what happens. Like, the world, technology, all that stuff, it's beautiful. It's a great tool, but we are not robots. We're not machines. We're not laptops. Like, We have feelings, we have bodies, we have a spirit and a brain. All of those things exist, but we're so fragmented in that way and disconnected from it. And so I'm just like jaw drop when you're telling me the story. Oh my gosh, they're feeling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's the first step is that awareness for sure. And also I was having coffee with someone once and We were sitting there at the table and they couldn't stop shaking their legs, their arms. They were just bouncing up and down and shaking back and forth. And 
it made me think well, you have no idea th that this is the way you look right now, but you're shaking. I don't know oh if it's out of nervousness or what, or just habit, but that disconnection of mind and body when your mind is somewhere and your body's doing something that you're not aware of, it's really sad. Like you said, how disconnected it is. I mean, that humans term can disassociation be. to me is so sad because literally what disassociation means is you're disconnecting, you're cutting the association between your head and your body. You leave your body in a way and there's no connection anymore. You have no idea what's happening in your body. And that is definitely what happens to people that suffer severe trauma and even light trauma, but that's what happens because we can't handle what's happening in our body right now. And so we just mentally go somewhere else and then we mentally come back. But the we usually don't fully come back. That's the problem. And we start more and more losing that connection. And so in the case of what you're talking about, this person's literally like leg is twitching like a little bunny rabbit and they have no idea because they're just so not in their body anymore. But our body's wise, like that was happening for a reason. They were probably feeling very nervous and their body's trying to release the nervousness somehow. Like it's just trying to off gas it in some way, but they would never know they're nervous because they're not noticing their body and being like, oh, I wonder, oh, that's interesting that my legs shaking like crazy, <laughs> you know? I must be nervous, but it's just, we just, what's that word? Roll over our feelings and our, we're just like, what feelings? <laughs> what body yeah. sensations? Yeah. And look, I have empathy. I was there for two decades of my oh, life. Same, so I girl. totally understand. <laughs> but I guess why I say all this is I think it's great that you're teaching people how to become whole. And then that, it sounds like that's the whole principle uh, of core is come back to wholeness. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that it comes through the heart because we also core is Latin for heart. And also it's like a double entendre also of core, like C-O-R-E, like getting to the core. We don't do light work. We do, we get in there. We get to the core of what's happening in your body, in your heart, what's happening so that we're actually dealing with the root instead of just what happens a lot of times is we're dealing with the symptoms. We're dealing with all the kind of after effects of the things. And so it's just going to keep doing its thing like weeds, unless you pull it out from the root, it's just going to keep cropping back up. And so getting to the core and really getting to the heart of the matter is actually what's going to help set up sustained change. And also we're big on integration, so you can sustain it. How do you keep this going? It's not just like this one and done thing. Like you pulled out the roots, you got to pull it out a couple of times before it, it's a new, you're changing your environment for things to grow in a way, physically, emotionally, mentally, creating a new environment, new soil for things to grow and things you actually want to grow instead of like right. seeds that were just dropped in you throughout your life. And then the soil becomes so healthy to the point where there will be no weeds one day, or maybe yeah. there'll be one that blows in from the weed from But it's the easier to pick out, door. right? Like you notice exactly. it faster even. And you're just like, oop, oop, weed. <laughs> you're like, oh, pick that out. Don't indulge it. Don't create now, start watering your weed, and which is what we do. We're watering our weed. We're fertilizing our weeds. We're just like, oh, but because we don't know any better. We don't know their weeds. We don't realize the damage that they could have, how they could suffocate all the other plants in a way. We don't know that. We don't know gardening. We don't know our own human gardening system in a way, our own ecosystem. And that's why the weekends are so great because you learn it. You're learning like the ecosystem of a person. 
and how we operate on the mental level and how we operate on the emotional level and how we operate on the body level and also how we operate on the spiritual level, whatever, again, whatever your faith is, whatever your spirit is, but like that connection is it's important unless you're an atheist, but even that, what's your relationship to atheism? And like, how does that impact how you see the world? And is that a healthy atheism or is it your survivor atheism? The part of you that just picked it out of reaction. So even that, like, just get curious. We're just asking you to make decisions from a healthy place and looking at where your decisions are coming from. Can you share some success stories that you've seen? Ooh, yeah, I can actually. We have lots. There's this one woman who had really wanted to be in partnership and had a number of like partnerships that didn't gel and didn't really think that there could be someone that could do the work and meet her and all of her. Because this is the thing with women, we usually feel like we're too much and no one's going to handle us. And she just really got to work those beliefs and really got to work the part of her that didn't believe. And then it was just beautiful. Like she did one of the work she, after the workshop of where it was her and yeah, just facing that. She just met the love of her life and they're engaged now and they just got a house together and they're really building a life and a family and it's what she's always wanted and didn't think she could have that. And so that was, that's one really beautiful one. Where did she tweak in her mind that thought? (sighs) I can't speak for her and that would probably be confidentiality too, to just share her experience, but I can share mine since it's mirrored because it happened to me as well. I, I actually did our Radiant Woman workshop, which is the one for women around their relationship with men and healing that. Like I did it twice, Chloe, because I was like, I got a lot of shit around men. And also just like women usually have a lot of shit around men, right? We've had a lot of history prove that it has not been the easiest of relationship between men and women. And so going into that space and really tackling those beliefs around men can't really handle women or they're afraid of our emotions, like we're too big and out of control or crazy or all these things that we believe. It's not just one tweak. You're literally looking at all of them (laughs) and you're breaking down all of them and you're reprogramming all of them because they all are going to impact it. And so for me, my personal beliefs was, because I also now I'm in that like epic love relationship myself from that place of I had to do my work. I had to look at those places that I didn't trust men. I didn't think that they were going to be there. I didn't think they were emotionally able to. Most of them aren't available emotionally or physically or just assuming most guys are like avoidant. And that's just my experiences. That's not the whole world. And I think that's the other place. Like we have to zoom out and realize just because these things happen doesn't mean it's a carte blanche. Everyone is like this. The whole world is like this. All men are like this. That place, whenever we get into generalization like that, anytime we get into that generalization, we've lost connection with people. We're now interacting with these stereotypes versus like heart to heart connection with people and just being like, who are you? What's your personal story? My partner, he's done a fuck ton of work himself and I'm bi. So I've also dated women. And even that, like that place of coming into my sexuality was really huge for me at core where I didn't feel ashamed of it anymore. And I was just like, this is mine. It's my sex. It's my sexuality. I get to decide that for myself, for my healthy self of how I want to express. And 
we've had people that have started their the business that they've always wanted to start or written the book that they've always wanted to write or made the move they always wanted to make and it really is those places that we've been so scared to follow or jump into once we release the fears around it we can actually tap into that part that really does know and believe we can do it and parent ourselves. And even if our parents didn't say you're amazing and you can do it, you learn to say that to yourself. You're amazing. You can do it. You're worth it. You're fucking awesome. <laughs> Cause we all are, we're all awesome. Everyone has such unique gifts. So just to break it down, what did you change those thoughts into? What became your new belief system oh. that made the shift in your life? Yeah. Yeah. So for that specific one, I was like, from men are self-centered, self-absorbed assholes <laughs> to, wow, men are very complex and emotional and they're just as caring and they're protectors and they just want to help and serve and, and they have dignity and integrity. So it was just like literally like looking at their gold. And that's a lot of our work too, where we're like, look, it's about finding the gold, your own gold <laughs> and the gold in other people. Cause we spend so much time looking at the shit and just purging the shit in a way. Cause we're just focused on the shit, <laughs> just the shit. And it's, but there's gold in every person. And so I was just like, okay, instead of, I can't trust men, it's I can trust myself and I can trust myself to distinguish if a man is trustworthy or not. And whether I want to continue building a relationship with them. So stop making it about everyone else. And I get to reclaim my sense of autonomy and responsibility and power. I'm choosing. I'm the one choosing who I engage with. I'm the one choosing who I continue to engage with. The, the times I was in those relationships that were just not great, it's I stayed. So that's another shift. of I've shifted out of who can I blame and how can I complain about how fucked up my life is <laughs> and all the like shitty things that have happened to me and a lot of shitty things have happened to well that's that all they happen and I learned things from it and I can choose how I, I react to it and I can choose to have this make me stronger and actually be grateful for this experience because it's life experience that's going to actually help me get better life experiences later but I can choose to look at it differently and not be a victim to these experiences. I can actually be courageous. I can be, I can write my story in a more empowering way, as cheesy as that sounds, but it's true. You have a story, things happen. You can go back and interpret it however you want. That's the part of we make up stories. We're interpreting what happened. A cup falls and it breaks. That's value neutral, but I can make up the story of like, oh, I'm so clumsy. I'm so stupid. This cup is shitty in its quality. And like, you can make up a whole bunch of stories or you could just be like, man, I just wasn't paying attention and the cup fell and it broke because it fell on hard surface. What story do you want to tell about the thing that happened? And that's also that's this place of why I love this work and just any kind of growth work, right? It's you're just helping see things in a more, more growth oriented perspective. And one that's going to actually get you closer to who you want to be and what you want to achieve while you're alive. Yeah. Not have regrets. <laughs> yes. It's taking responsibility. No. Number one. Huge. Number one. Yeah. Not being a victim <laughs> yeah. anymore. 
Yeah. The Hindu tradition has always really spoke to me and they have these two mm. words, karma and dharma. Yes. And the yeah, way maybe that you it, should explain that a little bit for the people. <laughs> the way that's described is karma is what you're born into, what you don't have any choice upon. It, it's just the platter in which you eat from the first X amount of years of your life. And sorry if there's a bad outcome, but this <laughs> sorry, is you're not you. Sorry, but you're just, <laughs> this is your life now. <laughs> yeah. And so it is our duty as humans to burn through that karma to finally get to a place of dharma, which is living mm. from place of purpose that ties into what you're saying about writing your own story where we're not leaning on these victim-like tales that leave us not in control of how we want to create our reality. I definitely remember when that shifted for me, for sure. And I think it's not a static thing where the page turns. It's so hard to just be like, this is the thing that shifted it. It's ongoing, but I feel as if once those tools are more and more cultivated into who you are and integrated into the fabric of your being, it just becomes you the more that you are on that path. Yes. Yes. And it is a weird thing to feel like the more you do this work, because in so many ways I feel so different from 10 years ago. I'm just like, oh my God, who was that version of me? But then at the same time, it feels, oh, but I've never felt the most me as I ever have. I'm coming back more to who I am at my essence and that I kind of got sidetracked through life and through circumstances and through other people's kind of versions of what I should be like. And so it is this interesting paradoxical feeling of, I feel so different. I feel like I've learned and grown and experienced things and all this wisdom I didn't have when I was younger, but then also just being like, oh yeah, but I'm also just even more my silly, quirky, happy, positive self like I was when I was a little kid. And that part of me that just loves things and loves animals. And so all these very essential qualities of us that usually get covered over, I feel like is so alive for me right now. And it's very online and present. In addition to all this like wisdom and experience and life that's been happening that has me feel like different. So yeah, it's a cool thing to do the work. I know it feels scary for some people sometimes. And, and I hear a lot like, why would I want to go revisit that stuff? It's so painful. I don't want to dredge that shit up again. That's a past. Can we just leave the past in the past? Like I hear that a lot from clients, a lot from people that want to do the workshops. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. That shit was painful. I get it. You don't want to go back. However, you not going back and actually facing it and feeling it is going to have it keep being present, whether you realize it or not, it's still in there somewhere. So just because you're like, oh, what pink elephant? Like the pink elephant's still there. And so what if you actually turned toward the pink elephant and was like, hey, pink elephant, let's have a conversation. Maybe you shouldn't stick around here. There's a better place for you or whatever it is, but you're like addressing it. You're navigating it. You're handling it in a way. And it's like a ripping off of a bandaid in a way versus slow over the course of your life, not dealing with it and trying to avoid the pain, but you're creating long-term pain. And sometimes it actually turns into chronic illness and it turns into things that actually affect you physically because you're not wanting to deal with this thing that happened that was painful in the past. And my encouragement and my invitation is you don't want to deal with that thing in the past, then deal with it and actually finally deal with it and be done with it versus 
having it linger with you and be with you your whole life and come out in weird ways with people and just deal with it. <laughs> I promise you, it's not going to hurt that much. Actually, it's going to, what's on the other side is a lot of freedom and a lot of happiness and a lot of space and a lot of pleasure. But we're so, we just want to avoid that pain so much, but we end up doing this, this we end up creating it where now we're like suffering and we're unhappy and we're have this weird, mild, blah, helpless feeling sometimes and despair. All of that is because you haven't dealt with the thing. Yeah. Godspeed to you guys and to Core. Thank you. you. Thanks so much for having us on, Chloe. This is yeah. so great to just dive into all the things. Can you uh, tell people your website and where they can find you and any upcoming trainings? Yeah. So our main website is at core is coreexperience.com so c-o-r experience.com and then our foundation is the core community foundation so that's c-o-r community foundation.org so we have both the main core page and that's where we do a lot of workshops right now and then core the foundation we offer our scholarships for the workshops we do teen workshops and then again we're looking at eventually creating more diverse workshops and classes and things like that through the foundation. And is there anything upcoming for people? Yes, we actually have our next women's immersion is April 24 to 25. So that's online. It's the last, let's see, last weekend of April is our next women's immersion. So it's two days. It's also sliding scale and we have scholarships. Come one, come all. We're going to take care of you. And we have our next men's immersion May 15 to 16. So those are the very next two things that folks can participate in. And then we have the next round of September and October. But yeah, those are the very next ones, April and May. Got it. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. yeah so join our newsletter so that you can just stay in touch because we send a monthly newsletter out with events and keep everyone posted. But yep. All right. Sounds good, Natalie. Thank you so much for your time. Thank, Thank you for sharing. You. Thanks, Chloe. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.